This is the Confused Mother podcast and I am your host Gitanjali More. I started the Confused Mother because I struggled to find realistic information on parenting and pregnancy. It was difficult to find other mothers going through what I went through. With my work, I offer parents in Germany support in their journey. There is so much confusing information about services and support you can receive from your insurance and the state here, including Kindergeld and Elterngeld or child benefits and parental benefits. So I have created online video tutorials simplifying all of this for you. Get them on my website now, theconfusedmother.com. The word migration often triggers negative connotations, but migration to me means strength, openness and courage. As a migrant mother myself, I own my heritage. I proudly say that I am an Indian mother living in Germany because I also want my daughter to feel proud of her Indian roots. As you've probably guessed, today's topic is migration and migrant mothers. Two women, Melissa and Manik, have made it their mission to change the discourse around migration and highlight the positive and even funny sides of it. Melissa is speaking to me today about her life as a migrant mama and about their work with My Migrant Mama. Good morning, Melissa. Welcome. How are you today? Hello. I'm very happy to talk to you. It's always nice and warm to talk to another migrant mama. So I'm very excited about today. Yes. <laughs> I'm doing fine. Thank you. Where are you joining us from, Melissa? At the moment, I am in Berlin. Came back a couple of weeks ago from my home country, actually from Peru, where I was visiting family. But I live here in Berlin since a couple of years already. That's nice. How was your visit? It was amazing. It was uh, <laughs> just beyond words. I'm sure the weather there must have been a lot better than here in Berlin. <laughs> yes, um, the weather was very different. <laughs> Peru, um, as well mm -hmm. as India, is such a huge place, such a huge country that there are many different um, weathers depending on uh, where you are. So we have experienced it all. We also were in the cold mm -hmm. in Cusco or where my parents come from, but we have also experienced very, very sunny weather. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Well, sun would be really welcome here today. Melissa, so what is my migrant mama and why did you start it my migrant mama has been until now a platform that celebrates migration made with pride and with joy and with fun uh, by migrant kids and also by migrant mama and i purposely say it has been until now because mm -hmm. we have been experimenting with very different formats in order to celebrate migration and in order to give space to other migrants to tell their stories and this is why we haven't mm -hmm. had a clear focus let's say but for this year we have chosen a clear direction that it's always always going to be around storytelling mm -hmm. this is our strength and this is also our passion but there's going to be more focus so stay you can stay tuned and you can mm -hmm. <laughs> check how we are going to develop <laughs> until now we have been a platform because you said fun and celebration I remember that I came to a book reading of yours at the end of last year and it was so much fun there was food and glühwein and so much laughter so much joy in that room and everyone was just so happy to be there and of course it was made even more fun with the with the little toys that you brought and the musical instruments <laughs> and it was just um, yeah it was just the most unique uh, event that I had ever been to oh thank you so much really uh, 
every single feedback uh, is precious to us. And we have been, as said, experimenting a lot mm -hmm. because we like to, to make it our own. You know, a book yeah. reading, it is usually a very clear format. There mm -hmm. is somebody who reads from a book very simply said and right. it can be really enjoyable as well we do things a la migrant mama way we often say with manik mm -hmm. we want to take everyone into our migrant families somehow no? and our migrant families have food and have yeah. drinks and and have music most of the time so the book reading should also right. reflect that yeah. Definitely. Yeah, it, it was definitely a very, very great spirit there. Melissa, one thing that I noticed also at this event last year was that your daughter was there mm. and she had quite a lot of fun, but um, there were a few moments where she looked a little overwhelmed. What is it like for her and what does she have to say about your work with My Migrant Mama? We often say that um, my daughter also belongs to the team mm -hmm. because by the time I was writing the book, uh, um, I haven't mentioned that but uh, with my migrant mama we have uh, published a book and this was our very very first product this was yeah. the first format that we tried out because we said we are all about storytelling we are about um, sharing stories of uh, uh, other migrants of different mm -hmm. generations and then uh, from there we moved to uh, different formats but the book was the very very first one and the one that still brings us to different cities in Germany and in connection to many different people yeah. and going back to uh, my daughter so I was not mm -hmm. pregnant uh, yet when I was writing the book but I was at the fifth month of pregnancy when we published the book mm, okay and I remember very clearly uh, my belly was uh, was visible by then and uh, I was already experiencing all the first thoughts of uh, what it's gonna be and uh, she's coming soon and now I have also this uh, baby so to sagen in German I also have this baby that is already going right. into the world yeah <laughs> it was very overwhelming but she was always part of it somehow it was a, mm -hmm. uh, a beautiful surprise to know that I I was talking from a migrant right. kid perspective so I was talking as a daughter of migrants but very soon I would be talking as a mm -hmm. migrant mother yeah so it was um, amazing I say now it, it is still amazing to involve her as much as possible and you have been to our very very last book reading like you mentioned before uh, but the very first book reading she was also there and she was just mm -hmm. Yeah. I think two and a half months old okay. and she was a, a small baby and she was already there. She was part of uh, of the event. She didn't understand much by then, but, <laughs> yeah. but she felt, I think, the energy and she felt the passion that Manik and I uh, put into, into this uh, mission. Mm -hmm. And she have been then. She has been then uh, also in many other different book readings. I also sometimes took her completely on my own um, mm -hmm. because Manik and I, we, by that time, we were sharing the book reading. So I was going somewhere, and she was going somewhere else. And I was a young mother, so I was just telling the organizers, "Listen, we are so happy that you want us as a guest to your event, but I need to come with my daughter because mm -hmm. I will not." just leave her home and I will my boobs are also yeah. gonna explode <laughs> yeah. so I will have to come with her and 
we have experience, to be honest, that as soon as you put it out there and as soon as mm-hmm. you are honest and say, I am a parent that wants to bring the child, is it possible? Then most of the times they have made it possible. Mm-hmm. Not always. I don't want to say that everything is perfect. But most of the times from the other side, there was understanding. And not only understanding, but there was also a sense of, oh, we are so inspired by this gesture. And I was like, nice. <laughs> but for me, it's uh, also, mm-hmm. on the one hand, a necessity to bring my daughter to work. I think that's a very important thing that you're mentioning. Um, about, And I think it's also a message to give to the mothers out there who might not Uh, be used to this way of doing things is to take your baby wherever you go Mm -hmm. you know live your life totally normally I remember this was long before I became a mom I was uh, in an office and in the bathroom and the bathroom the women's bathroom had a had a, a changing table and there was a woman wearing a business outfit and carrying a small baby. Mm. And I was so impressed because at that time I had never seen something like that. And I asked her, I said, do you take your baby Mm. everywhere you go? And she said, yeah, of course, I have to. And I want to um, because I have to continue living my life. And Mm. my reality is also that I have this baby with me. She goes where I go. (laughs) <laughs> yes, it is exactly like you said. I think most of the time still here uh, um, we get we are surprised when we see something like this. And yeah. I can understand why. I think I also barely saw mothers uh, carrying their children to work, uh, carrying them or bringing them to work. Mm-hmm. So I'm not quite sure if I've learned that from somewhere. Uh, for me, it was partly a necessity because mm-hmm. I couldn't leave her anywhere else. And this is connected to the fact that I don't have a family here. I don't have an aunt or my mother or my father that can take care of her so I had to take her with me but it was also very very important to show that it is possible and uh, that I wanted to so I was enjoying myself and I will never Mm -hmm. forget and luckily I have a picture of it um, that I also took Mia on stage with me and I was breastfeeding during a book reading uh, that was in Hamburg and they were so welcoming so like for everyone I didn't care I was my my baby is hungry so I'm gonna feed her Mm -hmm. and I will read for you so that's no problem I can do both things (laughs) and everybody was completely okay with it and it was marvelous. I have to say it was really good well I'm sure that Mia will also say my mama superstar <laughs> oh. uh, we don't know what she's gonna say <laughs> maybe she's embarrassed who knows <laughs> yeah could be it was mama what did you do <laughs> so Melissa very briefly what is the book the book is called mama superstar and uh, was published in 2019 mm-hmm. the story is uh, much longer than uh, just writing a book in the book we wrote it in uh, one year from uh, the very first person who joined uh, the book until the mm-hmm. publishing it was exactly one year but briefly i can tell you a portrait book so there are 11 stories of Uh, migrant mothers from the perspectives of their daughters Mm -hmm. and this is the short line that we use to describe the book behind it of course there is lots of love and care and joy and celebration (laughs) of uh, 22 women eventually what we did with mama superstar is bringing together different generations and this is what uh, we wanted to do from the very beginning because we have realized and when i say we i mean manik Mm -hmm. and i that bringing uh, Uh, the migrant kid in conversations to the migrant mothers was one of the most authentic ways to celebrate migration and to celebrate your story. 
and how we uh, came up with this idea, it was when we were in a completely different country. We were in India, in fact, we were in Mumbai, both of us, and we were studying abroad. abroad. Mm-hmm. Manik and I, we didn't know each other, but we saw each other and somehow we connected from the first sight. From the first hour, I think we started talking about how incredible, challenging migration is. Mm-hmm. Uh, migration led to our mothers, mm-hmm. nearly from second one we started talking about our mothers and we started uh, competition. Uh, a competition exactly we started a competition uh, and i uh, started saying my migrant mama is much cooler than your mama 100 yeah. percent because she did this this and that and manik would answer no way my migrant mama is much cooler than your mama <laughs> uh, so we were bonding and we were bonding over migration we were bonding over over motherhood uh, realized such a pity that we didn't do this before and such a pity that we didn't have the chance to talk so highly and with Mm -hmm. so much joy and pride about our mothers. It was for us the first time and we were maybe 23 or 24. So we were young uh, adults, but already adults. In our teenage times, it was not not like this. We were completely on the other side, sometimes ashamed of our migrant mothers because they were too loud, too colorful, um, doing other type of foods. We got to the conclusion, we need to do something. Mm -hmm. We want to do something we want to change that for the next generation of migrants and we start with a book we start with telling the stories of other migrant kids of other migrant mamas in a very celebratory way and this is how the book came to be uh, mama superstar nice. eventually yeah. uh, melissa you mentioned something about uh, my migrant mama is cooler than your migrant mama um, and that's why i said also that maybe mia in a few years will say my mama superstar but <laughs> can you tell me a little bit about uh, the unique experience of being a migrant mother here in in germany i like that you say that it's a unique experience and i would also like to know from your side um, yeah <laughs> How is it for you? Already motherhood mm-hmm. per se, it's a unique experience. It is a roller coaster experience. And then when you put together motherhood and migration, yeah, I have to have a very, very deep breath, mm-hmm. I think. Um, I didn't expect that I would experience both migration and motherhood together. And I started celebrating my mother even more after I became a mother. So when my daughter was here in Berlin, uh, it was overwhelming. Yeah. Uh, but I felt also really lucky to be in a, in Berlin, let's say Berlin. Berlin is very particular, I think, about this. To be in a city that is welcoming, um, very welcoming to, to kids, you know, in a way, even though I, I hear very different stories sometimes, people, mm-hmm. yeah. people uh, disagree with this. But I feel it was nice to be able to go to cafes where my daughter was also able to play somewhere in a corner, the kids' corner, to see so many, how they say, the carriers, so many people with the carriers. So you would just carry around your baby most of the time anywhere I don't know those are things that I haven't seen in Italy much mm-hmm. even though ah, I didn't yeah. mention that but I was uh, I am Peruvian but I was raised in Italy I have also the Italian lots of the Italian culture in me and it, uh, Italy is also a very familiar culture so they're they're family oriented but uh, the way of raising kids I think is very different from what I have experienced here in Berlin mm-hmm. so it, uh, in one word it's definitely a roller coaster yeah. I feel lucky to do it here mm-hmm. uh, but I also feel lonely to be honest it feels also lonely to be yeah. uh, not to be able 
able to share this with your family and uh, not to be able to say, I'm going to call my, my papa or my mama or I'm going to call my sister so that they can help me out for an hour or two. Mm -hmm. That's not possible. So it is. it can be also very lonely. Yeah, definitely. Honest. I completely understand that because obviously my parents are in India and uh, even my husband's parents are not so close by that they can that they can easily be there. I think it's not just about the support that family members can uh, give, but it's also the enrichment of the children's lives, which makes such a big difference. Absolutely. Because I see the relationship that small kids have with their grandparents, their uncles and aunts, and it's just something completely special. And the stories that they learn from them, the, the things that that they learn it's just it's just something totally different and and i wish i could give that to my daughter um which is why we have video calls with them and we try and visit and meet each other as often as possible but when you're living far away the realities of daily life keep up with you and it's not so easy another thing that also is my reality is uh, making sure that i give enough of my culture to my daughter it is, yeah. um, not just the language but also the food the clothing the festivals um, just the way of doing things you know uh, i mm -hmm. had posted on instagram about you know there's this saying in in germany we eat food at the table mm -hmm. you know um, but my mom never had that because that's not how we grew up uh, we grew up sitting on the floor of the kitchen and eating together my sister and I ate from one plate and and I would love it I would absolutely love sharing food from one plate but that's kind of not a rule and so there have been times where I will sit in front of my daughter in the kitchen we have a really really tiny kitchen but I will sit on the floor with her and she loves it she's yeah. so excited and she wants to sit there and eat her food or sit in my lap and eat you know and and um, these are the ways that that we grew up you know <laughs> it's something that my husband also laughs about is that you know um <laughs> Here in Germany, you would obviously teach children how to eat with a spoon and knife and fork and so on. And for me, it's like, yeah, use your hand. All good. <laughs> Because that's just how we eat in India. Um, and, you know, using cutlery is not such a not such a hard and fast rule. So and these are the kinds of things, you know, finding this balance between the German and the Indian, uh, making sure that she gets enough of the yeah. Indian as well. This is a, a big challenge for yes. me. I can relate to every single single word that you have said mm -hmm. it is uh, it is about balance and as well it is about um, not losing yourself as well yeah. because you have so many things uh, in in you you have um, you were raised in a in a different environment with a uh, for me it was the same and this is why I got so energized now when we came back from Peru mm -hmm. and at the same time very melancholic it's always about also this balance of emotions because I was excited that Mia for the very first time uh, for the very first time could experience uh, what it means to have a loud incredible close family she could not see this until now for her family it was mama papa manik mm -hmm. uh, this is family for her until now and then we went to Peru and the cousins we have 30 cousins uh, at least big very very big my whole family was there my my parents my sisters the kids of my sisters wow I love it <laughs> and we all gathered together most of the time we were all 
eating together and dancing together. And this was amazing to see in the eyes of my little girl mm -hmm. to see, ah, okay, so this is, this is what you say that you miss because sometimes I'm honest with her and say, yeah, I miss my family, uh, even though she's small, but she feels the, that I, I get emotional. So, uh, and she yeah. could experience that. And I was very, very grateful that she could experience that. And this is something <laughs> that I want to try to give mm -hmm. to her as much as possible uh, also in the, in the years to come. So I, I definitely understand what you say and definitely also um, understand also this, um, this balance between uh, German, uh, all the things that she learns here and all the things that I would love to give to her as well, yeah. even though she doesn't see it in her surroundings. And books, I found that I got passionate about uh, kin um, children literature. I don't know if for you it's the same. I went nuts looking for uh, all kinds of uh, books in Spanish. <laughs> and uh, yeah. even though this mm. is a multicultural city, it is not as easy as I thought it would be. I don't know how it is for you, mm -hmm. but uh, sometimes yeah. I just uh, give up and think I need to order it from uh, from far, far away and then yeah. wait three months uh, for, <laughs> for the books to arrive. Yeah. yeah. Fortunately, my parents sent a few books uh, because I said, um, you know, it's, it's difficult for me to just teach her the language and the culture just by myself and I need some books so that is something that my parents definitely helped us out with and we always have people coming in and out of India uh, between India and Germany so it's really great people carry stuff uh, friends and family members they carry things for us oh, that's really so nice. it's really really good yeah, yeah. And also the language yeah. like you mentioned mm -hmm. now do you do you speak exactly. different languages at your place? Yeah, so I teach her Marathi, my mother mm -hmm. tongue, and English. And my husband teaches her German. So she's growing up with all oh, three yeah. languages. And she can speak, um, like she knows words in all three languages, which is great, which uh, which makes me really happy. So, so I'm curious to see how, how sustainable that is. It's definitely interesting to to see how she develops with, with the different cultures and the languages. Melissa, you mentioned how uh, life is in Peru and uh, what it was like with your with your family this last meeting what are some of the kind of cultural differences between Germany and uh, Peru <laughs> or even Italy since you said you've got a lot of Italy yes, in you <laughs> uh, I do there are um, many similarities between Italy and Peru and the main similarity that I can mm -hmm. mention is uh, being family oriented in a very similar way I don't want to say that here in Germany you're not but uh, both mm -hmm. in Italy and Peru there is a, a very strong concept of community or collective so things are being done uh, often in a group and uh, whether it is with your neighbor yeah. or with your doctors yeah. I don't know every, every time it feels like you are a, a part of a group it feels very familiar right it feels very familiar yeah, yeah like everybody's uh, gonna help you even though you don't ask for anything like uh, the, the grandma at the bar in italy is gonna come and start talking mm -hmm. to you these are still <laughs> yeah. things that are happening luckily in italy so people are not afraid to start talking to someone particularly if you have a kid so you're gonna have lots of uh, support even unwanted support <laughs> um, sometimes uh, and this is very similar in peru too and i was as i was yeah briefly mentioning before one of the main main things that uh, um 
that come to my mind is this family reunions and the fact that all the cousins, mm-hmm. they grew up together. Uh, so this is something that I miss yeah. a lot. I was lucky enough to have two sisters. My family migrated from Peru to Italy when I was relatively young. I was mm-hmm. just five, but I have my two sisters. So we grew up at least the three of us. We made our small group. We didn't have many cousins or so, but it still felt like we are a little group. Here, I do. I cannot offer this to my daughter. What uh, I decided though to try out is to look for a bilingual kita. So this is a difference that I could see. So here in Germany, there was here in Berlin, at least there was much more uh, offer uh, for bilingual uh, options, let's see, compared Mm -hmm. to what I could find in Rome. Rome is the city where I grew up and they're both capitals, but the offer was completely different. Mm -hmm. So uh, the bilingual kita really helped a lot to bring Mia a little bit closer to the Latin Mm -hmm. community in in my case. Uh, Some of the differences are definitely um, the festivities. Mm festivities uh, and I've been learning a lot I'm still learning a lot thanks to uh, the work we do with the migrant mamas and um, with migrant kids because every year it comes up something new to to me at least no I definitely was one of those mothers who did not know about Nikolaus, for example. We did not celebrate that in Peru. We did not celebrate that in uh, in Italy. And I had to learn here, yeah. thanks to the book, actually, for the very first time, that uh, Germans put mandarins in the boots on Sunday, and they have to clean the boots. And it was like, hey, I'm, I'm not quite sure I understand that. I'm still trying to understand <laughs> why I need to color up yeah. eggs. But okay, I'm going to do that yeah. I forgot once mm-hmm. I think I forgot to get uh, mandarins and uh, nuts and I just put oranges <laughs> in the food of Mia and some other things that I could find at home because it, it yeah. was uh, at least I didn't want to feel um, like we have the story right. in the book I didn't want my daughter to feel that she's missing uh, something no? because she would talk about it in the kita then. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah festivities are also something uh, <laughs> new <laughs> as migrant mamas we are clearly open to learning we are uh, open for new experiences mm. and and I think that for me also a big part yeah. of this learning experience is you're right absolutely right about the festivals uh, because all of it is new to me as well um, also, there are festivals that we don't really celebrate. We don't know anything about. Uh, Christmas, of course, yes, I grew up with a little bit because uh, I was in a choir and uh, mm-hmm. and I had I had friends who celebrated Christmas. So that was that was a different story. But what I wanted to mention was like lullabies, uh, German songs, nursery rhymes, and uh, stories. You know, because uh, mm-hmm. like a lot of them are also part of like the the daily references. And yes. and uh, a few years ago, I remember that. Uh, my husband said Ovishun is Panama and I said what is that and he said oh my god you don't know Ovishun is Panama that's uh that's such a beautiful children's story and uh and he was so nice I really I felt very touched by it because he bought me the book and he read it out to me um because he said you have to know this story it's just so nice and it's so crazy because now we read that story to my daughter and she whenever she wants to read the book she says banana because (laughs) Because she still can't say Panama, and also uh, it, the story says Panama smells of bananas. <laughs> so yeah, so it's really nice that you know I'm kind of learning all of these stories and nursery rhymes and songs along yes. with her while she grows up, and and the same thing for my husband. He learns a lot of my mother tongue Marathi and some of the stories and references when I tell my daughter about. Them. So uh, it's quite a it's quite a nice uh, situation to be in. 
it is so wonderful that you that you are um, talking about all of this experience with uh, with a smile and, and not because it's always um, it's always easy. Yeah, it's not about that. Of course, there are also lots of emotions involved in everything that uh, migrant mamas do. You are also such a wonderful example of uh, celebrate what we are doing. You know, and being this having this openness and this curiosity, being curious for anything that we can learn here in Germany. Germany, Vision, oh, Vision is Panama was actually my very first book, and I was training my German oh, with, nice. <laughs> with that book. <laughs> Um, but also, like uh, I was saying before, not to lose ourselves. Mm. And I had to be honest also um, moments in which I thought in very, very, very terrible moments where I thought, ah, no, I think maybe my culture is wrong. Mm-hmm. And I will never rem- forget those moments. And I had to work a lot uh, on myself to decolonize my mind from this thought yeah. that it's, there is nothing wrong um, with a different culture it's just a different culture and then try to be open and curious and um, and luckily you you are a wonderful example of of doing that uh, with the work that you do and this is what we also uh, do with my migrant mama curiosity curiosity is the key word and curiosity also often leads to confusion and (laughs) yeah (laughs) so making the circle back to the confused mother (laughs) Uh, melissa what is next for my migrant mama you mentioned in the beginning um, all the all the plans that you have but is there like a dream is there something that you think that oh my god if we do this then wow we've really really succeeded Uh, there are many different dreams and we daily talk about it because for us it's really hard to focus to be honest we we want to try so many different things and uh, we have been to an accelerator last uh, year mm-hmm. it was one of the highlights of our our year with my migrant mama and we we went there with a specific idea of what we wanted to develop mm-hmm. uh, but as we do things a la my migrant mama way we were also open and curious we wanted to see what others saw as potential for my migrant mama and it came out because storytelling is our main strength and our main passion like i was mentioning before mm-hmm. everything related to storytelling is gonna is gonna stay and the big 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 dream for my migrant mama is to build a media house eventually yeah. with the different stories um, that we receive from migrant mamas and migrant kids not only here in germany but europe-wise when we started My Migrant Mama, we knew that we wanted to go Europe-wise, particularly mm-hmm. because Manik and I together, we bring uh, different perspectives. I am a first-generation okay. migrant. Manik is a second-generation migrant. I became a migrant mother here as well. But I'm not only about Germany. So I have a different experience of mm-hmm. migration in Italy and also moving around before actually I decided to come here. So it was clear that we wanted to go uh, European and it beca- it's becoming mm-hmm. even more clear that we are going to yeah. build a media house mm-hmm. in which we can offer mm-hmm. different stories in different formats. I kind of get what you're, what you're saying about uh, about focus, you know, because I have, the, I have the same problem a little bit because there's so many different things that I want to do and I am interested in and also you know when I speak the more people you speak to the more ideas you get and you think oh my god I have to tell this story I have to do this and um, this is also Mm -hmm. important work Um, so yeah finding focus is is really really important you you mentioned that you were at this accelerator 
uh, I imagine that that took a lot of time as well. Were there any challenges that you faced mm -hmm. as a mother? Like, you know, with regards to your yes. daughter? We were not even sure that we could be part of the accelerator precisely because of motherhood. And when we applied, we didn't apply for the accelerator at mm -hmm. all. We applied for a weekend. I don't remember how was it called the program, but it was definitely only for one week. And I could work with that, you know, well, okay, if I work it out with the, with the papa, the papa can mm -hmm. stay definitely for one weekend mm -hmm. with, the, with our child so we can make it. We applied for that. And then it came back from this accelerator that they wanted us for the full program and they, they didn't want us for the weekend. Yeah. They said, I, we think that with your project um, and with, uh, with your story, with your background, you would benefit from the accelerator much more. And this was a moment of panic, okay. to, be, <laughs> to okay. be honest, because uh, it was, okay, how am I going to do? Because the accelerator, it was in for many different weeks. And uh, it was, I think, uh, full August and then a couple of weeks of September. Oh, wow, that's a long one. And that's a long time. Mm -hmm. uh, and often it was with weekends uh, somewhere else. Um, it mm -hmm. was after work hours. I did not know how to combine all of this. And by that time, actually, Mia didn't even have a kita. Yeah. It was overwhelming. I'm usually very, I try to be very honest with people. And I don't care if they are the CEO of uh, some company or uh, right. someone who I just <laughs> meet in the street and I don't know what they do. Mm. Uh, this comes from my mom, I think. I don't really, I don't really care. I'm just <laughs> honest. And I, t I told them, listen, it is awesome that you want us for the accelerator program, but I'm mm. a mother. So how do you think this is uh, doable how am I going, going to, to combine yeah. this mm. this is why I, I like to share this with as many people as possible that you need to say these things in in rooms where some other people don't dare to you need to say that it is not always possible to combine it all so how can we make it work for all of us also for the parents who are single parents yeah. or for who are migrant parents how can we make it work? Mm -hmm. And uh, and they said, ah, okay, so let's let's check at your at your schedule. And of course, uh, Mia is mm -hmm. always welcome mm -hmm. to join. That's nice. <laughs> and she did. She did join from time to time. And okay. some other co-workers, they were saying, I'm going to bring my daughter too. <laughs> <laughs> the, the key learning yeah. was, I have to do it. I have to say it out loud mm -hmm. so that others also realize, ah, yeah. true, there are also parents out there or there are also migrant families who do have a different kind of support or exactly. need a different kind of support yeah, yeah. Mm, absolutely very very important because I remember that um, a few months after my daughter was born I wanted to attend a, a workshop a full day workshop and I asked if they had daycare or if they had any mm. arrangements made for people to bring their kids as well and they said no so I couldn't attend and they were not even open to discussing any options mm. and the thing is at that time I was breastfeeding which means I had to feed my daughter every couple of hours so I couldn't just leave her with her father and say yeah I'll see you in the evening mm. but this is a reality but it's a really great message that you're saying that we need to speak up about it and ask for what we want and this is something that I also try to encourage through the work that I do when I speak to mothers I also say speak up about what you need speak up yes. about what you want so even in the workspace I can agree and I always need to underline that it's not easy and it's not always possible because sometimes uh, with mm -hmm. my yeah. euphoria it sounds like everything is butterfly <laughs> no it's not we are going to receive many no's as well but I will never ever forget yeah. my mother once um, in Italy when I was a teenager I think I was not even I was like a kid 12 or 13 and I needed visa 
for a certain country where mm-hmm. I badly wanted to go to with my school. Okay. And when we went to the embassy, the, the person at the embassy uh, said, no, it's not possible for a visa process. You need this and this amount of time. My mom was, let me talk to the ambassador. <laughs> <laughs> she said, I don't care. There, there are no limits. And I will never forget. And of course, I was very embarrassed by that yeah. time. But the strength of my yeah. mother and, and this determination, this is something that now I keep very, very dear mm-hmm. for myself. And I, I try to go out in any room and say hey my grandmother's out loud that's great yeah it's a really important thing to do as well yeah i love Mm. it melissa do you have any one piece of advice for the confused mothers that are listening in love yourself take care of yourself find your manic (laughs) (laughs) manic uh is for me not only the person i work with uh, she became my sister Mm. and uh, she is my light tower here in germany uh, a a country that i'm still learning about Mm. if you have the possibility to go out there and be open and curious if you find the energy to talk to somebody then try to find this person with whom you click and you can be completely honest mm-hmm. and open about and you can cry and you can laugh um, and that gives you strength and it also explains you that you need mandarins for San Nicolaus and not oranges. <laughs> so manic is this and much more yeah. to me. So I would say confused mothers, confusion is going to be there. It's not always bad. It's going to get better and possibly find your manic that is going to make your life better. That's great. Thanks so much. Love yourself and find your your sisterhood in, in your community. Yes. That's a great message. Yes. Thanks so much for speaking to me, Melissa, today. And I hope that I can have Manik in, a, in another conversation as well. Yes, <laughs> yes, please. From the migrant kid perspective, exactly. that would be amazing. Thank yeah. you for the invitation. It was really lovely to talk to Thank you. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Subscribe to my podcast and do consider leaving me a rating. Find more information on my tutorials and workshops on theconfusedmother.com.